Welcome to the How to Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marvis, and today I'm honored to have Dr. Stephen Lewinda. How are you today? I'm great, Lori. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much to sharing your story. I mean, this is going to be a really fun podcast because you just have had some really cool things happen recently. But I know you're in Southern California and you work for Kaiser. And but before you found plant based, what what was going on? So you're what kind of doctor and how did you find plant based diet and what did it do for you? Tell me about that. Sure, absolutely. Thank you. So I'm a family medicine doctor, and like so many doctors, I was kind of burning out on medicine because we see so many people who are overweight, they're sick, they're on lots of medication, they're not getting better, they're frustrated, they're depressed. And my our training is just to basically give them more and more medication and, and it, they don't really get well. I mean, maybe here and there, there might be some improvements, the numbers might be better, but it's just not very satisfying for them and for us. And myself, I was very worried about my health. I had struggled. I've been struggling with my weight. I'm one of those yo-yo dieters, and I was mostly obese. Even though I was yo-yoing, I was mostly obese. And my father has uh, type 2 diabetes. He's had all the complications in the world you can imagine, including amputations, including bypass surgery, including eye disease, just about everything you can imagine. And I was more or less paranoid that I was going to follow in his footsteps, but I kept telling myself, no, you're not going to follow in his footsteps because you're going to exercise and you're going to, you're going to finally break that yo-yo pattern and you're going to stay thin and you're just going to exercise self-discipline and you're going to beat this and you're not going to, you know, follow. And so, but you know, I didn't know better now. So the interesting thing when it came to plant-based is that it all happened by accident. I learned about plant-based nutrition completely by accident, not from, and in hindsight, to be honest, I'm very upset that it was by accident. I mean, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful that this happened to me, but I mean, I pinch myself every day and I'm just so thankful, but I'm upset that it wasn't something that was part of our training and that it wasn't part of our practice, that it wasn't mainstream. And the way I learned about it, like I said, was by accident. We were in the car, my wife and I coming home from vacation and she happened to just be playing the audiobook of Eat to Live by Dr. Furman. And it was recommended to her. And I honestly, the, the funny thing was, not only did this happen by accident, but I asked her to turn it off. I mean, not to turn it off, but I, I told her I didn't want to hear anything educational at that time. We were coming home from a vacation. It was a Sunday. The next day was work. And I just wanted to relax. And so anyway, I, I you know, let, her, I let her play a little bit of it. And I was sort of half listening to it. I don't know if you, I, mean, I guess we've all been there before. We're sort of half paying attention to something. And I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I mean, that, you know, wait a second, you could eat as much as you want, lose weight, reverse disease. What, that, that wasn't even part of my vocabulary, reverse disease. The only way I know to reverse disease is cut out the gallbladder. I mean, that wasn't even, I, I couldn't, it just didn't, it didn't click. I mean, it started to click, but it was just something that, I don't know, made no, it was like a foreign language, but it was so refreshing. And I said, I was so skeptical, though, when I first heard it all, that it, it encouraged me to learn more. And I ended up reading the whole book and I ended up uh, just sort of becoming a student of this. And then I, the first thing I did was I said, you know what, I've got to test it on myself. I've got to challenge myself. Whether this is true or not, it may or may not be true, but I've tried everything else. I've got to try this. And I so I started trying it and um man, did I lose weight fast. <laughs> I lost 17 pounds in the first month. And I was, I couldn't believe it because like, um, 
just like we read in here, I mean, the people who are plant-based, we know this already, but you know, you're eating as much as you want. You're full, you're not hungry, you're not measuring, you're not counting anything. It's, it's, it, it almost goes against the laws of physics, you, but you step on the scale and you see the, the weight falling off and you just can't believe it. And your clothes are looser and all of a sudden you have to go shopping for clothes and you go, oh my goodness. You know, and, and, and I, the funny thing too was I, uh, when I first challenged myself to do this, I did not increase my level of exercise because I wanted to make sure it was the diet. I wanted to really test this diet. And I wasn't doing much exercise at that time. And I, I just figured, you know, let's just see how well this diet does. I don't want any other variables playing into this. And, you know, the first few weeks I was a little grumpy, like some people were, you know, some people are with the cravings and so forth, but those cravings did go away. Just like I read about, they said, yeah, you know, hang in there. They'll go away. It took about a month or so. And, and uh, the, for the most part went away and it got easier and easier over time. And the weight just kept falling off and falling off. And I just, I was so blown away. And the, the, the first thing I did was, uh, I mean, once I, knew, once I saw the results for myself, I couldn't wait, couldn't wait to start talking to patients about it. I think, in fact, I think I didn't even wait, wait like three weeks or something. I just, once I saw it, fall, fall, saw it falling off, I said, okay, that's it. It's working. <laughs> I've got to implement this in my practice. And I started telling patients about it. But then, but then to be honest, I was kind of driving myself crazy because not driving myself crazy, but I was spending almost an hour with every patient trying to explain it to them and teach it to them and share recipes with them. And of course, nobody has an hour with their patients for every visit. I mean, in modern day practice, and I work for Kaiser Permanente, and it, it, I'm not, uh, I mean, every, no matter where you work, it, that's how it is, unless you've got a complete private practice that you've, a concierge practice maybe, I don't know, but it just doesn't happen. So, um, so I was spending way too much time with patients. And, and then I realized too, that not every patient was ready for it. And so I was spending an hour with every patient and I come to realize, well, wait a second, I think I just wasted an hour because this patient, I was just so excited. I couldn't, I just couldn't stop sharing it with every single patient. So, so eventually I realized, wait a second, there's a more efficient way to do this rather than spending an hour with each patient, trying to give them a whole class. I could get a whole bunch of patients together and actually um, do a class for a group. And so that's what we ended up doing. And, there was a colleague of mine, uh, Maureen Woodson, who's a nurse practitioner, and I ended up um, essentially converting. Now, when I say converting, it sounds like a religion, but <laughs> maybe it, it almost is. is. <laughs> religion, I don't know. But, but I ended up, for lack of a better, I, you know, I, I helped her transition to a plant-based lifestyle. How does that sound? I just <laughs> hear to say converted, but and she she got amazing results herself, and she became so passionate about it. Her and I together decided that we had to create a program or a group for, for patients. And so we did that. And the first thing we did was we created a three-month program where patients would come in a group-like setting, a support group. And we would sort of, um, it was sort of a hybrid between a class and a support group rolled into one. And we would bring some food so they could taste the food. Because I find a lot of patients, a lot of people I talk with just think, oh, it's going to be grass and cardboard. So you have to you have to show them how delicious and 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 um, and also beautiful the food the food is. I mean, it's colorful, it's got texture. It's not, you know, it's not grass and cardboard. So, so we started doing that, and we got such amazing results, and it was so rewarding. I mean, the first group we we held, we got uh, we were able to get um, them off about eighty percent of their medication, their high blood pressure, diabetes medication. I mean, and and you, I mean, you, I'm preaching to the choir here. You know all this stuff, and I'm sure a lot of people listening know this, but as a doctor, especially doing this the first time to see all these medications disappearing and to see people so happy, they're, 
they, they're, they're crying, but they're tears of joy, not tears of sadness. You know, usually when we see patients crying, it's because of something terrible. But for a doctor to see all these tears of joy is just, oh my gosh, it's so refreshing, so rewarding. And, uh, you know, they, patients just want to come up and hug you. I mean, it's, they, they're so grateful. And it, uh, it has totally reinvigorated me personally. And um, I have rediscovered the joy of practice and medicine. You know, we were chatting earlier that, you know, why we went into medicine and everything. And, and to be honest with you, I would have never imagined that this would be the reason had I known, and, you know, maybe I would have, I don't know, maybe, oh, of course I would have done this a lot earlier. I would have made this transition, but this, to me, this is real medicine and this is real healing. You know, mm-hmm. it's just letting the body, I know I'm preaching again in the choir, but. No, that, that, that people are here to listen. And I think that's yeah. fabulous. You're exactly right. Yeah. And I, um, I can't tell you, I mean, for years, I felt like there was a monkey on my back that I was going to end up with all my father's diseases and everything. And, and to just feel like that monkey is gone. It just feels, I feel so free. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a kid again. Like I don't have to worry anymore. I'm granted, you know, there are stresses in life as adults and as physicians and as parents, but, but having that big stress gone of not really worrying about diabetes or heart disease or, and, and just feeling like, I'm not going to have a weight problem for the rest of my life because this is my new lifestyle. I've been, I've been this way now for four and a half years. And if anything, I I haven't gained a pound. In fact, I've lost a few more just because I've been sort of fine tuning things. But the last time I lost, you know, a decent amount of weight, I mean, literally within six months, it's all back on and it's so Mm -hmm. depressing. What was your total weight loss? I lost, if you can believe it, 90 pounds. Wow. Yeah, I was... Yeah, I was in the mid 200s and now I'm in the mid 100s. I That's mean, it's incredible. Yeah, I probably should put more on more muscle and I got to do more push ups. But <laughs> <laughs> so tell me more about your three month program. What all does it entail? You said it's kind of a support group along with providing you know, nutritional information. And this is something you do on your own time. Is this during clinic hours? How, how does that work? Great question. Great question. So it's, it's evolving. Uh, we started doing it a year and a half ago, and it's, it's been evolving. Uh, so what it is is we, we basically give patients a two-hour introductory class, kind of teaching them the overview, the benefits, the, science, the evidence behind plant-based nutrition. We show them some inspirational stories. We, show, we give them a lot of practical tips on how to get started, some recipes. We give them handouts with you know, recipes and tips and so forth. So they have a really good sense after the first two-hour class, and we feed them too. <laughs> We feed them um, lunch that day. So they have a really good sense as to what this is about, what, this, how it, what it's going to take to get started. And then, um, and then after that, we meet um, once a week. So we, that's the first session. We meet once a week. And then we, um, in general, what we do is the, it's a two-hour meeting. And the first hour or so is, is continuing education. And it could, it could be a cooking demo. Uh, but it, a lot of times, it's a little bit more on the, either the science or practical tips and there's a lot of pe- people have so many questions. So there's a lot of discussion. Um, they have questions all over the place. You know, what about soy? What about, you know, well, you know, I mean, what about our protein? What about this? What about that? And so we, we just, you know, we, we just kind of entertain everybody's questions, let everybody, all the anxieties kind of subside. And then, and then we go around the room for the second half of the meeting. We go around the room and people are sharing how they're doing, their successes, their struggles, and maybe some of their um, 
uh, their, I don't know, favorite recipes or their favorite tips or things restaurants maybe. We don't encourage people to go out to restaurants, but if they do, we want them to know how to do it and uh, which places in, in town are sort of safe choices, safe places to go and what do you order there? So things like that, just very practical stuff. Then we also have a private Facebook page or Facebook group for them. And there they also share recipes. So throughout the week, there, people are posting recipes and, and sort of helping each other out, supporting each other. That's the gist of it. And you know, the, and, oh, and you're asking if I did this um, as part of my clinic or over, you know, to be honest right now, it's not, it's, it's an addition to my clinic. So we do it at, in the, we do it one evening a week. And however, uh, what's happening, and this is such a great thing, is it's so successful that I've been told by our leadership that we're going to be able to start um, expanding some of this, some of these groups. And so that we're going to maybe carve out some time from my clinic time to do more of these. And uh, because, you know, it's, it, from a healthcare point of view, it's an, to me, it, and I think anyone who hears the data and everything, it's a no brainer. I mean, it's um, patients are getting off medications, complications are being prevented. I'll, I'll share a couple, if you're interested, a couple amazing stories of things that just, they're too good to be true. And yet, and they're, and it, it's a win-win for everybody. It's a win for the patient. It's a win, of course, for the, um, for the doc. I mean, it's not really a win for me personally, but it's a win for the patients, a win for the healthcare system. It's a win. It's just a win all the way around. And um, so, uh, yeah. And then, oh, the other thing that happened too, is that we had, there's such word of mouth about our program. Our program's so small, it's only about 30 patients. And we've got thousands and thousands of patients with diabetes in our medical center. And word of mouth is spreading, not only amongst um, their family and friends, but also other you know, doctors are hearing about this and they're wanting to send their patients to us because they're hearing all these stories. And we couldn't accommodate them because we only have one, we can only do one group at a time. So what we decided to do is that first two hour class, we decided to offer that to anybody. And so we do that once a month and we just have a big auditorium. It seats about a hundred. And to be honest, we're filling it up like a couple times. We started off small. We had maybe 40 people. And then all of a sudden we had a hundred people. We filled it up. And then the next thing you know, we had to add a second class um, in the month. So we're doing like two auditoriums a month. And then now we've added a daytime class in a smaller room up to maybe 50 people. And I, I mean, my mind is blown because I can't believe so many people are in. Well, on one hand, I can't believe they're interested in plant-based. On the other hand, the way I see it and the way we're sort of, the way I've been promoting this with my patients is I don't, I don't sell the idea as a plant-based class. I don't sell the idea as a, definitely don't say the word vegan because that's a big turnoff to people. What I say is this is a class where you can learn how to eat as much as you want, delicious food, lose weight without portion control, without, and I emphasize that, without portion control, no counting, no measuring, and usually get off many, if not all of your medications. And that's how I, that's how I sell it. And everybody wants it. Everybody wants it. And then when they get there as well, I don't, I don't, um, I don't say that you have to be a hundred percent. I think when people hear anything that sounds a bit extreme, it, they become a little defensive, I find. So the way I kind of explain it is to say, as I say, look, you know, the more you go in this direction, the better your results are going to be. And I, and I ask, I, the group, I say, okay, by a show of hands, um, how many of you want the best results possible for your weight, for your health, for your diseases? And just about everybody's hand goes up. And I say, well, if you want the best results possible, here's how to do it. And I say, you know, no one's perfect, but this is what, this is how to do it. And so 
I think I, and I've, I've definitely refined my approach over the, you know, over the couple of years or so we've been doing this because in the very beginning, as I mentioned, I was just preaching to every patient. Right. <laughs> and now, you know, I, I don't know. It's an art. It's sort of how you sell it, how you explain it to people, what you expect from them. And I'm still evolving my, you know, our, my approach and everything, but um, I'm just finding that that message though of, of it's really a message of hope more than anything else. It's not, mm-hmm. it's food. Yes, but it's hope and hope sells. I mean, and we're not literally selling them something. We're not selling them a product. It's at, the class is covered by their insurance, which is great. So there's really nothing we're selling them, but, but if any, if you want to look at it that way, that's what the, that's what we're really giving them is hope more than anything else. Right. So, um, that's what I found is hope. Uh, hope draws people in. It's the stories. It's the, possibilities of a different future than like you were saying you had that monkey on your back and he was kind of steering the elephant right so to speak versus now you've taken over control of the elephant and so and that really is very important you sell them on a future that they've never thought of yeah and the elephant lost a lot of weight (laughs) And they also lost a lot of weight. That's perfect. <laughs> well, you've had some amazing stories. So tell us of these most recent events. I mean, you've won an award and stuff. So tell me about that. Sure. Well, okay. This is stuff that, again, I, none of this I would have ever imagined, but these stories especially. So I'm excited to share these with you and with your audience. So the first story is a patient who has type one diabetes. And as we know, type one is, you know, you have to be an insulin for the rest of your life. That's I mean, 99.9% of the time. And it's the childhood type. And, and, you know, most patients with type 1 are told, you know, it really has nothing to do with food. It's, you just have to be an insulin and just, you know, just control yourself with insulin. Well, anyway, so this patient, though, had a lot of complications. He was in his 50s, a lot of complications, neuropathy. Um, am I allowed to say ED on your podcast? <laughs> oh, I've had... You'll have to go check out. There's one that I even I blush, and I don't blush very often, but absolutely. Erectile dysfunction, yes. Yes. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure. Erectile That's dysfunction. Not good. <laughs> so he, he had, you know, he had those complications, and he was getting um, a lot foot ulcer after foot ulcer. He had all these foot ulcers in his feet, and of course in his feet, foot ulcers. And they were, uh, he had one last year, last summer, that was, took up the majority of his foot. It was 10 centimeters, and it was infected. It wasn't healing. They were doing everything that we normally do with wound care, all the state-of-the-art wound care. And uh, he was told that, uh, look, unfortunately, you're going to need an amputation. It's not healing. We're going to have to amputate below the knee. And he was in the hospital at that time. And his foot doctor, his podiatrist, um, Dr. Marshall, I'm mentioning her by name because I just want to give her credit, Dr. Natasha Marshall, uh, because if, if it wasn't for her, uh, this would have never happened. But Dr. Marshall works next door to Maureen Woodson, who's the nurse practitioner who works with me on our plant-based um, programs that I mentioned. And Maureen Woodson is very passionate about this. And Maureen has been talking to everyone around her. She's got this like sphere around her, sphere of influence around her. And uh, so Dr. Marshall has been influenced by Maureen. And, and Dr. Marshall um, was talking with this patient and patient was so desperate not to lose his leg. He said, Dr. Marshall, is there anything else we can do? Anything else before we've got to amputate? And she thought, well, and honestly, I mean, she, she wasn't very confident about this, but she said, you know, you've got nothing to lose. You're already going to lose your leg, but why not try a diet change? Why not change your diet to a plant-based diet? And he said, you know what? I'll do anything. You, you name it, I'll do it. I, I don't want to lose my leg. 
you know, who, I think anyone would say, I'll, I'll do anything not to lose my life, right? I mean, pretty much, just about anything. So, um, so it was arranged for this patient to meet with Maureen uh, Woodson one-on-one, and he followed everything she asked him to do to a T. And I kid you not, I kid you not, that wound started healing so quickly and so smoothly, so cleanly. Dr. Marshall said that she'd never seen a diabetic foot wound heal that well. It's like, it was the most amazing healing she's ever seen. And the wound healed up completely within three months and he saved his leg. And the icing on the cake, as you know, and and for those in the audience who don't know, with a plant-based diet, you get benefits across the board. It's not just that your sugars go down, it's not that your blood pressure, it's that your sugars go down and your blood pressure goes down, but but there are side effects. And so for, I almost said his name, for him, (laughs) I don't know if it matters, he probably wants to share his story anyway. But for him, um, he he actually, his neuropathy, oh, I I forgot to mention, his neuropathy pain, he had pain from neuropathy that was so bad, he was on painkillers. I mean, the strong kind, the opiate kind, that's how bad it was. And 90% of his pain went away when he changed his diet, he was able to get off of his painkillers. So that was a side effect that, you know, we didn't expect. And then the other side effect that we didn't expect was that his erectile dysfunction went away. So here's a man who was going to lose his leg, was going to be in chronic pain, severe pain on painkillers with not much quality of life, erectile dysfunction. I mean, everyone knows what that is. I mean, this is going to be a miserable, depressed man. I mean, probably. And I mean, I would be miserable being that man. I'm sure most men, if listening, would feel that way. And yet he has none of those problems. And it's all because he did one simple thing, which is change his diet. That's all he did. I mean, is there anything more amazing, more powerful than that? I can't, I really, uh, I mean, it, it's essentially a, a medical miracle as far as I'm concerned. And, but here's the really cool thing that happened from that. And this, you, um, I haven't really, we haven't shared with too many people yet, but so you, you guys get <laughs> This really cool story, exclusive story. Now, um, since Dr. Marshall saw um, this patient's foot heal the way it did, she sh- she shared the story, not only this story, but actually other podiatrists, because they work in a department, and there's, there's I don't know how many podiatrists, uh, maybe four of them, let's say. I'm not sure the exact number. Anyway, they all knew about this patient, and they all saw the wound. They, they, it was one, kind of one of those things like in medicine where you you know, grab your colleagues and say, here, come look at this. It's amazing. Look. And so she shared it with all the podiatrists. Now all the podiatrists, again, happened to work next door to Marine as well. But once they saw this wound heal on this patient, they were also blown away that guess what? They all decided that for every patient with a diabetic foot ulcer, they were going to recommend a plant-based diet to every single one. I mean, which, you know, they should have, of course, for you and I, we would have done that ourselves, but to have a whole department of podiatrists who, you know, they're not, some of them are more plant-based than others, but whether or not they are, I mean, the fact that they're, they all decided to do this is just so cool. So now we're seeing in our group, they're sending a lot of these patients to our group program. And we had one um, patient and this patient um, had a foot wound. Unfortunately, she already had two toes amputated um, prior to coming to the group because that's, it was, you know, necessary yet she still had this wound that had to heal. And, but she was, she was overall a very, very sick woman. She was, uh, you know, morbidly obese in her sixties, type two diabetes on a lot of insulin, four shots a day of insulin, um, history of heart disease, bypass surgery, you know, coronary bypass surgery, 
and on dialysis. Oh, and one more thing too, she had um, severe retinopathy and was getting those injections in the eye, the Vastin injections to stop the bleeding in the back of her eyes. And then, like I said, on dialysis as well. So this was a very, very sick woman. And, and Dr. Marshall happened to be her podiatrist as well. And she had a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with this patient and said, look, you need to become plant-based not only for your foot, but for your overall health because you're, you're very sick. I'm worried you don't have very long to live. And so that, it really clicked with, I mean, with this patient. This patient said, okay, just like Kevin, tell me what to do and I'll do it. So she came to our group and she had, I mean, unbelievable across the board benefits that way too good to be true, way too good to be true. Uh, so here's what happened. Her foot healed beautifully. So that was, and that now, okay, that's kind of a given, right? After I told the other guy story. So that was a given, but she did get off her insulin completely. So four shots a day. And in those four shots a day, I, I believe she was on them for like 15 years, which is just amazing. I mean, that's like 20 something thousand shots that she's given herself. And within a matter of weeks, she doesn't need them anymore. I mean, that's, and her hemoglobin A1C uh, went so low that now she no longer qualifies as having diabetes. It's in the pre-diabetes range. So now she's borderline, you know, I mean, that's just unbelievable. She's been, she's had the diagnosis for, I believe, 20 years. Okay. So there's, so there's that. And then her, her eye disease, she went to her eye doctor and the eye doctor says, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. I don't need to see you for nine months. So, so no more eye injections for now. Her eye disease is like essentially in remission. And, um, oh, and then, uh, there's one, oh, she lost about 60 pounds doing this. And she was, she had, I mean, she was really, you know, obese. I don't remember, I don't remember the BMIs and all that, but it, it's, it's a big weight loss for her, but here's the, the kicker. And I, this, I, I still can't believe it. So she, she was on dialysis and, uh, you know, I don't, you and I are not nephrologists and I, I don't know how many nephrologists are listening, but probably not too many, but uh, here's the thing from what I understand is that, you know, in between dialysis treatments, most patients will put on, will retain water because their kidneys aren't working. And so they'll, and they'll be gaining weight because it's water weight. Well, this patient, uh, her nephrologist noticed that in between dialysis treatments, once she became plant-based, she more or less stopped retaining water and gaining weight. And he was thinking, well, wait a second here, you know, what's going on? <laughs> and he was following her labs closely as all nephrologists do. And he was noticing some subtle improvements to her labs. And he thought, well, wait, you know, maybe we could try to sort of turn down the dialysis a little bit, kind of wean her down a little, you know, I don't know how they do it. And, you know, you and I aren't, aren't nephrologists, but he started to wean her slowly down on dialysis. And he noticed that she was maintaining and that things were doing great. So he went a little more and he went a little more and he went a little more. And lo and behold, I kid you not, within a few months time, she, she went off dialysis completely, 100%, 100%. And she's been now, I think it's seven, six or seven months now off dialysis doing great. And she, when she came to our group, she came in a wheelchair because of her wound and she could barely walk. She had a lot of edema, bad shape. And she left. And again, this is, I don't know, this sounds like a, a movie, right? We should make a movie. She left going on a cruise vacation I mean, and, and literally dancing on a cruise. I mean, that's what she did. And um, it was just like, I mean, okay. what can we say, right? What can this, we say? This is typical results. This is the thing, though. This is what to expect. Yes. Yeah, what well, did the nephrologist do? 
I mean, he has the potential to help so many other patients. What yeah. did he say or do? Well, it's interesting you ask. You know, he and I both don't... <laughs> I, I mean, well, let me say this too. For, for, for everyone listening is that, it, you know, I don't want to give the message. I, I don't want to... I don't want the message to get out. Or I don't want this to be translated into, hey, everyone on Dallas is go plant-based and get off. Right, you know, right. On one hand, there are some risks um, when you're, you know, when you're a severe uh, kidney disease patient. You have to be careful with your potassium levels, and all the healthy fruits and vegetables are rich in potassium. But that can be adjusted with your nephrologist talking exactly, to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So right. So the so the thing is, is if you're for anyone who's listening who's on dialysis, if you're interested in trying this, please talk with your nephrologist because. That you have to be monitored, of course. I mean, you know, we don't want anybody... Um, Just like a diabetic or hypertensive, they have to be monitored absolutely. carefully. But basically what the nephrologist said was that, you know, um, this patient, uh, she was, to be honest, she was, she was uh, only on dialysis for nine months prior to this. So she wasn't one of those patients who's been on for years. So he was thinking that she probably had just enough reserve in her kidneys, enough viable kidney tissue that um if we could you know how like in so for so many things with plant-based nutrition there's a little bit of reversibility depending on what which organ of the body and i think what he was basically saying is that she had just enough that we were able to kind of keep that that tissue healthy and reverse some of it i mean but again it, it this is all new i think we're we're you know he and I both were so pleasantly surprised, but I, I think what's going to end up happening, what I want to try, I mean, I really want to try this. And I think anyone who's a plant-based physician or a researcher out there, we all need to do this. We need to research chronic kidney disease better with uh, plant-based nutrition. I have a feeling that patients who are uh, CKD, chronic kidney disease stage four, and stage four is one stage uh, just before dialysis, I have a feeling that if you go plant-based, you could probably, uh, I mean, delay or prevent completely dialysis, you know, the need to go on dialysis. And, and maybe if you're like this patient, if you're, you're, new, you're, you just went on dialysis, maybe you can, maybe you can get off, you know, and, and who knows, maybe, maybe, maybe patients who've been on it for five years can get off. I don't know. I mean, I, I know that sounds, and I have to say this too, um, sh- the patient we're discussing, she she is extra careful about her potassium. She knows that certain foods are higher in potassium, other ones are lower, you know, plant-based foods. So she tries to kind of be careful about that. And she does take medication to lower her potassium because without that, it tends to run high. But hey, we're talking, uh, you know, a medication for potassium instead of dialysis. She can go on a cruise, you know. She couldn't have gone on a cruise, you know, being a dialysis patient. Um, right. So. Or with yeah, ulcers, or you die. I mean, there's just so much here. Right. I know. It's, <laughs> I know. The only thing, I mean, to be honest, she she admitted when she got back from the cruise that you know cruises are tough places for plant based people unless it unless you somehow know uh, there are some health conscious cruise lines or, or cruise um, trips, but but she had a tough time on the cruise with all the you know all the junk on the cruise, but she. Mm-hmm. He came back and said, okay, I'm going to detox now. I'm going to be good. I'm going to take off the few pounds I gained on the cruise. But uh, So I don't recommend cruises for <laughs> too Especially many in the beginning of your journey. <laughs> yeah, got to be careful out there. Right. There's the holistic holiday that's it's 
okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. Little, it's better than the others. So, That's right. <laughs> so tell well. me there was an award that you won though. Well, yeah. Right? So we're, the team that, um, when I say the team, myself, Maureen Woodson and Dr. Natasha Marshall, we were given an award within um, Kaiser Permanente. They call it an everyday hero, hero award for the work we did with the first patient I told you about who saved his leg from amputation. And um, what's really cool, I mean, it, I mean I'm, I'm so honored to receive the award and the recognition, but, but besides that, to me, I'm just so, I'm so happy about the fact that this message and the, the way, you know, the fact that plant-based nutrition was awarded as far as I'm concerned. And, and that, mm-hmm. you know, this is not about the individual award. For me, I'm so passionate about what we're doing. And so there's this poster in our, um, in the Kaiser, um, I guess you'd call it our headquarters uh, building. I and mean, that's not technically the name of it, but in our offices and right in the, right in the lobby is this poster with a picture of us, but more importantly, it says that it, the story, and it says that plant-based a plant-based diet saved our patient from a leg amputation. And now wow. so all of our leaders and colleagues who happen to be passing through the lobby, which many of them will, um, I believe it's for the next year or so, many of them are going to be seeing that story and reading it. And uh, I'm just so happy that, that that story and the message is out there. And, you know, of course, you can imagine uh, – I'm slightly passionate about this stuff. So I share the story anyway with everyone. And a lot of people have heard of it just through word of mouth because it's just, it's just too good and too good to be true. And we can't wait to share the story about the patient getting off dialysis too. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, so you see you're, you're one listening, someone recommended the book to your wife to listen. You, You had struggled with your weight, just you heard enough tickly ear to say, you know what? I'm going to try that. And bam, your trajectory changed. You fell in love with the results. You were reinvigorated as a physician. And then you start this program. The word spread. You're changing lives. I mean, just from, that's always fun to see and go back. And look at that one point. Oh, I, I, I. And I have to really thank my wife. I have thanked her, but, you know, honestly, you know, sometimes our spouses kind of, I don't know. They, I don't want to say push us to do stuff, but let's say encourage us to do stuff or, 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 um, you know, whatever, however you want to look at it. But the, if she didn't do what she did, I mean, none of this would have happened. And, and, and if she'd just given in to me and say, okay, we'll put music on. I mean, honestly, I, I'm kind of glad that, um, you know, some, some arguments with spouses can actually, you know, in this case, this argument, if you want to call it, it wasn't really an argument, but right. whatever it was, it saved my life and it saved so many other patients' lives. So, so um, yeah, what can I say? That's it's, it's, pretty incredible. It is. It's crazy. The whole thing. <laughs> I, I worry one day I'm going to wake up and find out it was just a dream. And but, so I pinch myself every day. I really do. I, it's, I, I'm, I'm speechless sometimes. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, you've impressed Dr. Campbell, which I, we had messaged back and forth and uh, he asked about you and I said, like, I'm interviewing him on Saturday. He goes, well, it's incredible what they've done. Did you hear? I was like, I have. (laughs) So I think that's fantastic. And so now did your wife, and now we'll go back to your personal situation. Now your wife is also plant-based and you have two little kids. Tell us how you are implementing that and how that transition is going. Sure. So actually when, when I challenged myself to, to do this, my wife also uh, wanted to do it herself for herself and also 
we realized that we had to do this together. That it, and for those of you out there who haven't started this journey, it's, it's so much easier and better to do it with your family, if you can. Some, some family members don't, you know, I, I have a lot of patients where family um, can become a bit of a challenge and kind of sometimes sabotage you. But I was so fortunate that my, you know, my wife and I did this together. And then with our kids, they're, uh, at the time when we started doing this, we only had one kid and she was three. So she didn't really get much of a say in it. <laughs> at the time but but now we have you know now we have two and they're eight and four and so here's how we kind of approach that and we're we're always evolving our approach uh, over time as the kids grow and as challenges come up but so our home is essentially I mean it's plant-based I mean I say essentially unless something somehow I don't know how occasionally something will sneak in there and go whoa what is that where did that come from but but it's it's essentially you know 100% plant-based that being said, uh, when our kids are out, whether it be a, someone's birthday party or social gathering, uh, a restaurant setting, you know, we, um, we strongly encourage them to make good choices and we try to provide them in those environments the best options possible. But we're, what we really want is we want them to understand why we're doing this and we want them to want it for themselves because we're, you know, we're concerned if we're, we don't want to be the parents who just sort of force this on them and they don't understand why. They just feel like um, mommy and daddy are so strict. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, we, sometimes it's good to be very strict when it comes to stuff, when it comes to health, but we really want them to believe in it and, and grow up this way and be passionate themselves and not, we don't want them to just be doing it because, just because they were forced to. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it, sometimes maybe a little bit of force is a good thing, but, um, but we're, so we're trying, we're struggling with that balance and it's not a perfect balance. I'll be honest. I mean, there are things that they eat when they're out that I wish they hadn't eaten. Uh, and, but, but looking back at the big picture, they are eating so much better than I did growing up. I was the worst, you know, I didn't, I didn't think of it at the time, but now that I understand nutrition so much better, I was such a horrible eater growing up. And and my family didn't, we just didn't know my, um, you know, my, I'll just share this. You won't believe this, but my father grew up in a, the family business. Uh, when my father was growing up, uh, it was a, it was a family business. It was a bakery, <laughs> a bakery and uh, no, not a plant-based bakery, but an actual standard American diet bakery. My mother grew up, um, her, their family had a business that was a mom and pop fast food place, fast food joint. So I grew up with parents. I mean, I love my parents, to, you know, to pieces, of course, but, you know, they didn't learn proper nutrition. And of course, you know, everybody in this country grows up thinking that, you know, you know, the food groups are meat, dairy, and, you know, so uh, anyway, you get the idea. So Anyway, so that's, that's our approach. And uh, we're trying to really educate our kids as best as we can. And uh, again, there are, there are days where we struggle with it and, you know, we have our ups and downs, but, um, but they're, they're healthy, they're healthy, their weight is normal, they're, you know, everything's good. And so, you know, and I think, I think also as they get older, it'll get, a, I hope it'll get a little easier. I don't know. We'll find out. You have, yours are older, so. Mm-hmm. Mine are. T- <laughs> <laughs> well, when I, we did this almost six years ago. And so they were 13, 15 and 18 when I brought it home. 
to the family. And they literally overnight said, we're done. And the husband went on to lose 65 pounds. Um, so we in- implemented the rule at home. You have to eat plant-based. Nothing will come in the house that's animal-based. Right. I don't right. care who you are, what you are. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, except I take that back. The first Thanksgiving, they talked me into having someone bring a turkey or something. I said, but that's it. We'll never do that again. You know, I didn't eat it or anything, but, um, but what happened, what I, we noticed that when we would go out, which wasn't too often, I mean, it was in Western Colorado. There's not a whole lot of options to go out that they stopped ordering the food that was maybe the meat, but then they started ordering tofu instead of chicken. And then I was like, well, isn't that interesting? But I will say I am much more authoritarian about that. Um, I was like, they watch Forks Over Knives, I don't know how many times. They watch Earthlings. I watched wow. uh, Cowspiracy. Things and telling them about patients who are improving. Uh, you know, I said, listen, you, I only have you for this short period of time. I take this very personally. Right, right. I have to, one, raise you to be, you know, um, people with integrity and do the right thing. But my daughter was pre-med. She was going off to college. So she went up to college and ate her cheese and blah, blah, blah. Well, then she met this boy who I adore and he decided to go plant-based. Now she's fully plant-based, got his parents to go plant-based. They're both in medical school, my daughter and her boyfriend. And I got one that's a junior in college, does very well. He's 21. Emily's almost 24. And then Gabriel's 19 pre-med plant-based. So, it, you know, all of those things, those influences, but you're right. I think when they're little, it's much easier. You can just implement it and say, no, this is what you get to eat. These are your choices. But when they're older and teenagers and drive and have their own money from working. <laughs> so I, I had to take much more of a bit, I say more of an aggressive approach, but I've always been that way. At the, I think the reason they didn't give me much trouble is because we always raised them. Listen, <clears throat> I, I had kids, they were three, well, five, three and 10 months when I started medical school. I said, I don't have a whole lot of time to to be your short order cook. You'll eat what I cook or eat, feet. You'll eat what I cook or you'll be hungry in the morning. You'll be all right. Um, so they always had, they had a pretty good palate and, you know, I grew up without, we didn't have a whole lot. So we ate a lot of beans and we always had our own vegetables and garden. And we always had dairy was a big thing, but we didn't eat a lot of meat. So I think that was to my advantage, but boy, the dairy, I mean, I remember eating chunks of cheese. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. But I can't imagine being raised by someone who had a bakery Oh my god! <laughs> fast food joint. I mean, I'm like that's probably. I mean, that's where like the fried Twinkie is born. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, I know. Well, the, the good news was that uh, I mean, but my dad grew up in the bakery business, but he himself had a different business. So by the time I, when I was actually growing up, the bakery business was gone. Mm. But nonetheless, the there was a love for baked good. Let's just leave it at that. The habits and the lifestyle, yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. Absolutely. You know, I remember when I was little, always wondering why I was always constipated and I'd break out in hives and I had horrible allergies. Yeah. And I was like, if I would have known, if, if my mother would have known, she would have immediately fixed that. Yeah. But it was just, it was just uh-huh. incredible. Wow. What are the, I mean, those are some incredible stories. I mean, these are the stories. Like I interviewed a young woman who um, put her Crohn's into remission. And I have people commenting, like, food has nothing to do with autoimmune disease. I'm like, then why do they get better? My rheumatoid arthritis patients, my lupus patients, my psoriasis patients, all of these patients, why do they get better when we change their diet? If food has nothing to do with it, it should be a nil effect. Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense to me. So, yeah, just, 
Yeah. How do you deal with naysayers? Tell me, have you had any flack or pushback or? Yes. Well, I mean, you're in Southern California, but yeah, well, no, 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 but oh gosh, we get everybody. I mean, um, well, I tell you what, I mean, in my regular practice, I have a ton of naysayers, but, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I, um, when it comes to the classes and programs and everything, especially the, the two hour class that we teach, I just, I don't sell it as a plant-based class. I don't say the word vegan and I just sell the benefits of it. So, so there, so in other words, a lot of naysayers end up maybe coming to the class. And then, so another, so for example, if I, I think if I had said to them, you know, I want you to try a plant-based diet. I think immediately I would lose a lot of people just because they hear that and they just have this knee-jerk reaction to it. Um, so, so I've learned not to lose them. I don't want to lose them because I think that people, there are a lot of naysayers who can easily be convinced, not easily, I shouldn't say easily, but who can be convinced and I don't want to, I try not to lose them. So, and then when they come to the class, it's interesting. Uh, some people, <laughs> some people will just, walk out in the middle of the class. <laughs> not a lot, not a lot, not a lot. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like- How rude. <laughs> it's not like half the, well, who knows? I mean, maybe they've got some place to go or whatever they can't. But some, and I go, look, hey, you know, maybe they realized halfway through, this is not for me and that they've self-selected and that's fine. And I've had some, it's interesting though, because I've had some people who two years ago told me, there's no way I'm going to do this. And yet they keep getting sicker and sicker and they're like, okay, well now tell me about this. Now I'm ready. And so some naysayers will come around eventually, or they'll come around when, when they have a crisis, you know, maybe I've had, Oh, uh, well, this is just one story real quick. I had a patient who had high cholesterol, but was otherwise healthy. And I said, you know, I really think you should consider this plant-based diet. And, you know, like so many patients, Oh, I don't know about this. I don't, you know, kind of this ambivalence, right? Well, a few months, I don't know if it was a few months. I, I lose track of time as a doctor. You're so busy. Maybe it was a year. I don't know. He shows up after having a heart attack. He, he was hospitalized with a heart attack. And now he says, okay, whatever you told me before, I'm all ears. Tell me it again. I'm ready now. Now I'm ready. So, so some naysayers will come around. Um, and, and other ones, I just say, look, if you're skeptical, just give it a try for a month or so. And some, you know, look, I mean, that was me. I was a bit skeptical and I gave it a try and I haven't looked back. And so, um, you know, you, everybody's all over the place, but anyway. That's why I always like, when I interview people, I'm like, what made you change? Cause there's always yeah. some tweak, something learn, some little special, was there wording or was there, but, um, what I like to teach you is tell people, prove me wrong. hundred percent right. of patients have right. yet to do that. Yeah. Be, be the first to prove me wrong. Right. And I, I'll, I'll be happy to, to look into what you did because, yeah. but yet that has yet to change happen. We had, no, I love that approach. We had, actually, we had a patient who came to our, um, our three month group. He just, he was the support person for, for the patient, you know, he was a spouse of somebody. Mm-hmm. And he actually admitted that he was a naysayer and admitted that I want to prove this doesn't work. He was the grumpy skeptic in the room. And, um, but he has diabetes and he, um, he had, he went along with it and he ended up being a poster child at the end. He did so well. So just exactly like you said, I mean, you know, just, okay, prove it to us, you know? And Yeah. It's funny because some of the ones you think are like, you're having this conversation in clinic and you're just like, 
he's not going to do it. But they're like, I was like, I always say, listen, you're just listen, hear me out for five minutes and then give them, I had built my own handout and everything. But um, when I gave it to them and he's like, fine, Dr. Marbus, if you say that'll work, I'll try it. But don't be surprised if it doesn't work. I'm like, all right. So he, like he said, he becomes the biggest, like evangelical individual. And then he's like, can you believe my sister has heart failure or blah, 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 blah. And they won't do it. I'm like, yeah. Why did you give me such grief in the beginning? So thank you. <laughs> it's really funny how I had a physician who um, reversed diabetes and they're like, well, why doesn't everybody do this? I'm like, why did it take me nine months to convince you to do it? You know? So learn from yourself. Like you said, like you were skeptical and I'm but like you said, I'm so thankful for Dr. Furman and Dr. Esselstyn and Dr. Campbell and Dr. Carter. They're just absolutely they've made this so much easier when they when they were trailblazing. I mean, some of the scoffing and name calling, I mean, there are some serious social sacrifices they made to bring this message to the forefront. And uh absolutely. Um really um interesting stuff, but so much easier for us now. Granted, it's it's unfortunate people wait till there's a crisis, right? It's like, I know. why, it's why? <laughs> Can be so different. But um, terrible. So, as a doctor, um, as we end this, what is your one bit of advice you like to tell patients that you found to be the most um, likely to help someone just think about it or open their mind to? seeing change? Has there been some type of approach or wording or any kind of advice that you would like to share? Just to kind of be open to it. Yeah. Well, you know, I think to some extent, that's a great question. I think to some extent when I'm, when I'm sitting with a person one-on-one, I, I try to first get a read on them. I, I try to see what where they're at and kind of meet them where they're at. And uh, some people, for example, some people are just so frustrated with their weight. So I say, okay, I've got, so I sort of like have this, um, um, I don't know, this little file in my brain that says, okay, this person's struggling with their weight. And I, and I pull up the, the approach for that person. And some people are just so frustrated with being on 15 pills. And some people are frustrated because they're so tired and some people, you know, whatever it is. And and so I just, I sort of customize, I mean, I'm not really customizing it because again, I have a file <laughs> that I <laughs> refer to, but I sort of, I individualize the, the approach or the, the cell. I mean, it's not, a, again, we're not selling anything, not selling a product, but it, it, is, it is a bit of a sales pitch. And it's a and message. So, yeah. And so, um, so I guess depending on where each person's coming from, there's, there's a message for them, you know, individual message for them. And the message is, I mean, ultimately it's a, it's a message of hope no matter which way you look at it, but it's, it's different types of hope depending on what, what their goals are, what their frustrations are. And the, the other thing too that I think is really important is you know, for everybody, and I didn't realize this at the time, but for everybody to know what their why is and, and, what I'm, you know, what, and just for those people listening who don't know what we, what we mean by this is that your why could be um, an emotional reason usually, but you want to, maybe you want to be there. You want to live a long, uh, full life for your kids or your grand, you want grandkids or you want to see grandkids. You want to see the world and you don't want to be in a wheelchair or in the case of the patient on dialysis, she, 
I don't know that she wanted to go on a cruise. I don't know if she was thinking about a cruise, but maybe she's so happy now that she can do that, those kinds of things. So I think if people remember their why, their emotional reason, uh, or if they share their emotional reason, then that is a, such a strong motivator for people, you know, their grandchildren, their family, their pleasure in life, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that's fabulous advice because I think the why is really important, but it's more than, well, why do you want to lose weight? You know, or they'll say, why do you, would you want to change your diet? Because I want to lose weight. Well, I say ask why at least three or four times. So you can peel back kind of like the angulator and get to that core of their true why. <clears throat> and what I found really powerful is having them paint that picture in the future. It's like if you didn't have dialysis or if your foot was healed or if you weren't on these meds and you weren't spending all this money or you weren't so tired, whatever their reason is, when they're like, well, this is what I would do, I was like, well, then let's try to get you there and I can help you, but try this just even for 30 days. So I think <clears throat> you're selling that hope, honestly. Right. Um, it's hope is a, is a great word. And I use that often when I tell patients, I was like, listen, my job is to help you understand that there's hope in your future. You may not see it yet, but I see it. So right. that's all you have to be is that one person who can pull them along. So that's the fun thing about being a doctor, right? That's the that's whole right. thing. And now we can give them hope. I mean, yes. Real hope besides, because we thought, at least I did, I thought I was doing the right thing, writing a prescription, keeping their numbers in control. I was following all the guidelines, doing the best I could, juggling all those meds or whatever. Um, but you're exactly right. Like it's, it ignites something in you like none other. Yes. It's yes. incredible. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, it's been such a blessing to meet a kindred soul and spirit and who's inspired by the message. And I just, oh, wow. Just so excited to see where you're going and your program and Southern California better watch out. That's fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you and meeting you. And (laughs) now we have to meet in person because yes, online stuff. And uh, I'm sure we'll meet at a conference or something at some point. Exactly. There's only so many conferences uh, and I try to go to all of them, but um. Yeah, that was really fun. Uh, the Plantation Project was a blast in yeah. Southern California. So maybe I'll see you there next year. I, to, I know. I had to miss this one, but I plan to be there next time. Cool. Although it might be, is it in yeah. California again? Or is it? are they moving it to I'm Indiana? Sure. I'm not sure, but wherever it is, I'm pretty sure I'll go. Cool. We'll see. We'll see. All right. That sounds good. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And again, thank you, Dr. Linda, for uh, sharing your incredible story. Thanks so much, Larry. You're welcome.